Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, May the 27th. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Uvalde school massacre and the midterm elections in Arkansas, and if we have more time, maybe some other things. I'm joined this week by Austin Bailey. And I think people are going to want to know where Max is. Max is uh, on vacation in Turkey, um, so you're stuck with me this week. And and for for several future weeks probably. Correct. Uh, we'll see how this goes though. You, mm, right. You, you may not want to do it ever again. Right, or I might not make the cut. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's talk about the the big uh, news event, uh, biggest news event of the world this week, and that of course was just the the terrible Uvalde uh, massacre of. 19 school children and uh, two adults and then it was concluded with uh, the death of the shooters an 18 year old uh, you are a long time uh, advocate for sensible gun regulations uh, we're also both parents of elementary kids so uh, this kind of this i mean i think this hit home for everybody but i know that that you had strong yeah. reaction and strong opinions about what should happen. Absolutely. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, it's been pretty fascinating to watch the reaction and, and it's, you know, there are all these moving pieces, but, um, you know, we see it over and over that as soon as this happens, um, gun rights folks, the NRA, um, politicians who are propped up and supported by gun manufacturers swoop in with, with red herrings, ultimately the red herrings. Um, mental health is is the most common one, although it's not quite as popular as it used to be. But I, ha- I did hear French Hill offer that up as a, a, a possible cause. Um, and I've heard a lot of, of, of that on NPR, you know, and, and, you know, mental health is absolutely important. Bullying is absolutely bad, but I think these two things are really unrelated. I think, um, mental health is, is a constant the world over. Um, and, and guns are what make us unique and what make us vulnerable to tragedies like this. Um, so, you know, you know, that, that's popping up. Um, but, but then there are a couple of other things that are kind of new this time that I've been interested in and hearing about and kind of disgusted to see, um, you know, uh, I think that, uh, I've heard, I I mean, I think it was mainly Ted Cruz and maybe Kevin McCarthy talking about doors that maybe doors are what we should focus on to prevent school shootings that maybe we need to have just a single entry for schools. I, I don't know what would happen in a fire. I guess everyone would just fry up, but you know, you know, there's, there's this, there's this push to, to make doors the issue. Um, so that's wild. And I, and I'm a pretty nervous, honestly, um, the horrific news today about, you know, the police response, of course, it's horrible that the police stood out in, in the hall while, you know, these children were being slaughtered. Absolutely. It's horrible. And that is not what should have happened, but, but, you know, and I'm, I'm really angry about that. But then when you really dig down, like ultimately those police officers should not have been in that position. You know, that you know, the boy who turned 18 and went out and bought assault rifles, you know, maybe maybe we should get to the, the root of the problem. So, um, you know, it's like you, you see these things happen and you kind of watch it unfold and you see all these people kind of picking out anything but the gun to focus on. 
Um, and, and I think we've seen a lot of that this week. So I'm curious, personally, you've, like I said in the intro, you've been doing this for a long time. You're a longtime volunteer with Moms to Men Action. I think so many people who are for gun regulation and, and you know, support candidates that way and talk about it, but, but have not kind of been in, involved in the fight, just feel so hopeless about the situation. I mean, that, that onion line that that gets repeated that's so accurate you know only country where this keeps happening uh says uh problem can't be fixed or it's it's a little neater than that but you know right it, it uh it just it's it is one of the the most depressing uh mm-hmm. you know political yeah. realities of the day sure. so uh, how do you how do you keep pushing ahead yeah well first of all it makes me want to burst into flames with rage when i when i hear resignation even though i i sympathize and i and i i I get that feeling but uh there is not a cell in my body that's going to just lay down and and accept the situation that we have and i think that um that most people who are involved in gun safety legislation activism feel the same Um, I think we have seen, um, you know, New Zealand was able, you know, reacted and and has had some success. Um, I think that there are states uh, in the United States that have some pretty good gun laws. Um, And, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, there are things we can do. And there are things that that some states in the United States have done. And you you can kind of see the difference between, you know, gun violence rates uh, among the states. It's very true that in Arkansas, um, you know, our, you know, our, our gun death rates have been rising every year. Um, and uh, our, our, we have horrific numbers, especially for the number of children killed by guns, um, even as um, Arkansas in 2021 uh, passed a, a menu of really horrific um, new laws that, that make it easier for anyone to carry gun anywhere without a permit. The stand your ground law that, you know, I could shoot you and, and say, oh, well, I felt threatened um, and that would be a defense. Um, so, um, you know, yes, I think things are, yeah, I think things are getting worse in Arkansas. I think that there are places where things are getting better. I also think, uh, one thing that we're seeing today, um, is that the, at the NRA convention, um, people, you know, Greg Abbott bagged out, you know, um, Dan Crenshaw bagged out, you know, I think that there's starting to be more pressure. Uh, it, it used to be that, you know, when there were these shootings, the, uh, you know, the NRA reacted with venom and vigor to sell more guns. And, 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 and I think that what we're seeing is some, some people maybe kind of standing down a little bit and, um, and, and feeling a bit more pressure than maybe they have in the past. And so, you know, I'm hopeful about that. Um, and, and regardless, uh, I mean, there, there's no way that, that gun safety advocates are going to give up on this. Yeah, perhaps this one could be different because they're, often the reaction, the, the kind of reflexive reaction from the gun lobby is, oh, we just need, we need more armed security. You know, mm-hmm. we, we need to battle big guns with bigger guns. And uh, the, the Uvalde Police Department was heavily funded relative to the rest of the government. You know, there's a large border 
patrol outpost there. There, there were plenty of officers, and I, I mean, they they clearly screwed up, and and that's an un, unfolding story. But uh, you know, when you've got one crazed, determined person with a gun, and and if they have body armor, that adds to it. There's just not a lot you can do and absolutely and it, it, everything went south here so sure absolutely and i think that i think that one thing that we we should be on the lookout for is is I, I you know i think there's definitely a possibility that there will be blame and say oh well it's these police officers that you know we got some bad apples but you know the really you know stronger school security is 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 best but that's that's preposterous you know any you know prevention is what we should look at not responding when the bullets are flying it's just you know this system is clearly not working all right well, let's move on and and talk about uh, the the big story in arkansas this week and that was the midterm and prep uh, midterm preferential and nonpartisan primary election um or the nonpartisan was it was an actual election mm-hmm. What uh, what surprised you or what stood out? Well, I think um, the biggest surprise to me was um, that Mark Lowry took the Republican nomination to be the state treasurer, despite having declared personal bankruptcy twice, despite um, being repeatedly late on paying his state income taxes, and despite, uh, as a candidate himself, in, in pretty much every race he's ever run, having ethics complaints filed against him for not filing financial disclosures on time. So, wow, that was, um, I mean, wow, Matt Pitch must have just really tried hard to lose. I, I can't quite figure it out. Well, L- Lowry had better name recognition. I mean, partly because he's in the news a lot for filing ridiculous critical race theory bills and, and other nuttiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one theory is that that he because he shares a name with a, a popular Christian musician that that may have helped the the Mark Martin effect, mm-hmm, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, luckily he has a uh, he has a Democratic opponent in November, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, I was also interested uh, to to watch what was happening in Conway with those school board elections. Yeah. So Deborah Hale Shelton. We're riding for the Arkansas Nonprofit News Network uh, covered those uh, contests where you you saw what's become a national trend of school board races becoming highly politicized in the wake of January 6 and uh, COVID restrictions. And what was somewhat unique in Conway is that you had three candidates running as a block and they all described themselves as conservative. Uh, and one was a a doc, a local doctor who'd advocated against masks. Uh, one was a woman who described herself as a patriot um, and had uh, gone semi-viral when, when she talked about the real concern of furries in school. So these were not good candidates, um, and but they, they won on really national issues and uh, seemed to beat several pretty solid incumbents. Yeah, the incumbents did seem good. And man, this is this is really bad news for for Conway schools. Um, I, I mean, we'll 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 see what happens. But man, that was that was a heartbreaker for sure. Um, 
I was interested in the Secretary of State's race in the Democratic primary. I thought it was interesting that um, Josh Price, who, you know, has many years of experience doing, you know, voter election work, um, lost um, to Annabeth Gorman, who, um, you know, is pretty well known. Um, she uh, is head of the Women's Foundation. Um, but that was that was interesting to me. Um so yeah, that, I think that this it's possible that that could have been just an instance of uh, Democratic voters who did not have much information on the campaign on the on the candidates just opting for the woman. Yeah, I mean, I hear she's I, I don't know her, but I hear she's great. So like, sounds good. Um, but yeah, but that was, um, I, you know, Josh has been a, just like a pretty amazing advocate for voting rights in Arkansas. So um, that was, you know, that was interesting to see. Uh, maybe it was hard to find good news and in, in the election results. Uh, perhaps uh, the, the results of some of the judicial races were the only bright spots. Uh, you had Supreme Court uh, Justice Karen Baker thoroughly beating hard right partisan Gunner DeLay. Uh, Wendy Wood, a longtime appeals court clerk, squeaked by uh, Saline County Judge Stephanie Cassidy, who'd been recruited by Republicans. And that was there were like 200 votes that uh, that gave Wood the the win. I think that Perry County was decisive mm -hmm. there. Uh, Robin Wynn is headed to a, a November runoff against Chris Carnahan. So you've got promise of dark money flooding into that so uh, look out there mm -hmm. um the the big races were not a surprise at all you have chris jones won handily in the democratic primary and of course sarah sanders uh, i think she was the the first race that was called mm -hmm. um, she she gave an acceptance speech which was uh you know maybe the the first speech that's been publicly broadcast um, yeah it was amazing she didn't there was no no snarling or blaming the left and um you know it was you know her delivery was was good um if if you listen to the words those were not so good i think um you know equating school shootings with with abortion um was you know pretty off putting i think to probably a lot of of women but um, you know, she, she's done so well, you know, staying away from the cameras um, so that I think, you know, I was surprised to see how well she 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 did. Yeah, she didn't speak with cards and seem to be reading off a teleprompter. I'm sure that it was rehearsed, but uh, she was very fluid and, and seemed like she was just speaking off the cuff um, that she led with we should educate not indoctrinate our kids before she got to the mm -hmm. the texas school shooting when it happened mere hours early uh was <laughs> pretty oh. shameful but, oh absolutely the substance of the speech was just atrocious the delivery was graceful yeah uh in in today's arkansas politics especially legislative politics uh it's it's become uh, almost uh, an instance of or a, a situation where uh, Democrats, their best hope is to root for the less bad Republican to win. Um, we saw a few instances of that. Uh, Charles Beckham, who uh, donned 
Klan robes and and Mississippi high school got beat by someone who's undoubtedly conservative, but is a stay at home dad who volunteers at the flu clinic and uh, had a Christmas light display that people came from all over South Arkansas to see. So I don't know, maybe that sounds a little bit better to me than uh, Klan robes. Oh yeah, Uh, for sure. And, and Beckham often joined in with, with the the nutty caucus and mm-hmm. in, in the Senate, and this was an interesting uh, case where the Arkansas Supreme Court, or not sorry, the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce, held a fundraiser for Beckham's opponent during the session, and a lot of state senators got their backs up about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the chamber has has lost some of its uh, its power, and in, in today's Arkansas Republican. Uh, land, but that was one where it prevailed. Uh, that there are a number of of runoffs. Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. the most interesting one is the 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 really hot contest between incumbent Senator Bob Ballinger, who's certainly on everyone's list of worst senators. Mm-hmm. He's facing Brian King, who he beat several beat in 2018 in a June 21st runoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that was a big money race. There were uh, three other candidates. Um, King had a plurality, about 400 votes, I think, more than Ballinger. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, the other other supporters of the other candidates go over to King. Probably be some more money going to that. Few others. Yeah. I, I feel like Ballinger is is so vulnerable. You know his personal finances. I think his you know his parents had to buy a house for them. Um, you know he's he's connected to Ecclesia and he's just a pretty terrible legislator. So I, I think he's pretty vulnerable. But I, I look forward to seeing what happens there for sure. All right. Well, I think we've we've talked enough about elections. Let's move on and do endorsements. What do you have this week? Okay, so I, I don't know if everyone has been paying attention, but Stephanie Smittle has been putting out amazing, they're called Tracks of Today. Every day uh, it, for the month of May, she's been putting out a song from an Arkansas artist, and she's done this amazing job in capturing the mood of the day with every song. Um you know, there are she's on days that the news is absolutely outrageous. She has some like screaming songs. She has some sad songs. It's just it's really fascinating. She's really been able to convey the mood uh, every day. So people should check those out. Today's track of the day is from the Screaming Moms, who were the the first uh, live band that I ever saw. They played my fifth grade school dance. I think they were in eighth grade at the time it's it's a band uh led then and now by isaac alexander the prolific literac musician and and a bunch of guys he went to high school with including his business partner rob bell uh so if you if you're a fan of isaac's or like uh kind of funk rock check it out screaming moms uh, i'll i'll recommend two books that i've read or i'm reading recently i'm about to finish otessa Mosh Feg's My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which I've really enjoyed, though it's it's kind of a downer. It's about a, a young woman who uh, has parents who who die when she's young and who seem fairly awful and uh, has no real relationships. Is kind of a terrible person, uh, but in a 
delicious sort of way. I mean, she hates everyone and is funny about her hatred. But she's so disaffected that she uh, decides, and she's inherited some money, so she decides she's going to take the year off and try to sleep through the entire year and finds a psychiatrist who will prescribe just a, a, a medicine cabinet's worth of of sleep aids. That sounds and, really great, actually. And uh, hijinks and Sue. So it, it's it's set uh, in 2000, and I believe it ends September 11th or thereafter. And so th- there's sort of there's some kind of commentary about the end of American exceptionalism. I think that's that's hmm. happening. But it's just it's a really fun, quick read. And uh, Moshfeg is is a very talented writer. She's got a new book that comes out. Later this year, that's set in the Middle Ages. I'm doing that Lauren Groff. Okay. Uh, of it, I guess. So I'm excited about that. Other book that I, I really liked, uh, I, I've lent to you. I don't know if you started it, is uh, Mrs. Bridge by Evan S. Connell. Uh, it's a book that he wrote, I think, in the 60s, one of his first books. And it's set, in, I think, around World War II uh, in Kansas City. It's about this well to do um, housewife who has three kids and a lawyer husband who works all the time. And it's made up of all these little vignettes, sort of uh, things that happen throughout the day, Uh, a lot of which are mundane, but they're just there. Connell has such an eye for humor and observation. And it's he he's he, he does it in a way that that doesn't make you feel like he's condescending to the this character but he's clearly kind of poking fun at her sometimes I me mean, seems like he really likes this character um but it uh it it just really <laughs> it hit home to me it's uh, on the table so i have to to dive in well and then once you finish mrs bridge there's mr bridge okay. uh which is the sequel is written from the, the point of view of the husband uh but yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite books I've read in some time. Though my wife now has taken to like when she wants to make me mad, she calls me Mr. Bridge, which is a diss. Huh. Okay. Not, in, not into that. Okay. All right. Well, those are my long endorsements. Everybody have a safe and restful weekend, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>